Yo! Pelicans! Bandana P, we ticker tape it. We in the streets eating horse shit, tipping over dumpsters. Seth Gecko, aka Moody Motherfucking Hate. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 156, all up in your ass. Hit him with that theme music. I'll be wet for all that dry hate. Looking my way while your eyes say you and I may get off like a right lane, but I might strain. Pull up lane with a migraine. What the fuck is up, homies? We rolling up. Oh, I got. I gotta get this in camera. Let me. Let me lift this up just a tatty bit. Okay, daddy, little little tatty bit. We got the pellies. We rocking the pellies today. You know what time it is, motherfuckers. You know what goddamn time it is. I've been telling you all year. I've been telling you for for years. I told you this was gonna happen. I might have lost a little bit of faith when we were uh, 3 and 16, 1 and 12, and then 3 and 16, but the Pellies fought back. I told you they were going to make the playoffs. I also told you that they were going to be in the uh, conference finals this year. Still in play, motherfuckers. It's still in play. Uh, I told you that the Bakers weren't going to make the playoffs. I said that for the last three years, but I was finally right this year, so that's all that matters. Um, massive game last night against the Spurs, the playing game. Uh, winner go home. Winner go home. This is on some NCAA tournament. Yo, calm down over there. Leave that alone. Um, NCAA tournament style. Winner go home. I I'm kind of digging this. I thought it was kind of uh, the play-in tournament. I thought it was kind of whack to have 10 teams. I mean, there's only 14. There's like 14 teams, 15 teams in, in each conference. So, like, all but five teams make it. Um, so it really sucks when you're not that, when you're one of the whack-ass five teams that didn't make it like the Pelicans were last year, like the Bakers are this year. Um, so it felt good to get in there. Honestly, I needed this win, man. I deserve this win. Pelicans fans deserve this win. But me more than anything, you know, this is my win because every fucking thing I root for turns to shit. Everything. Every team. Any random game. You can pick it on TV, be in a bar, Applebee's enjoying happy hour. They turn a game on. I said, I'll root for this team. That team's going to lose. You're fucked. If it's your team, you're fucked. If Seth Gecko picks you, you're fucked. It's over. It's the kiss of death. Finally, something went my way. Um, honestly, I said, just let me win this fucking game. Let me win this playing game so we're not one and done. Big for the city. Um, make this huge comeback. You know, uh, from like I just said, three and sixteen at one point, to to finishing over five hundred from that point, thirty three and thirty I think they were, um, to getting a home playing game, win the game, got ugly down the stretch. Look, I thought we were gonna just uh, stomp them out in that third quarter. Uh, we had everything rolling. We were up at like twenty two at some point, and then you know, the Spurs are the Spurs, man. They got a they got a cool young, young little team. Uh, I forget the homie with the, the name starts with a V. I haven't seen much of the Spurs. That was like my first real look at the Spurs, and uh, they have some good young players, man. Those dudes didn't give up. You saw the game before that. You saw the Hornets. Those motherfuckers gave up. They got their asses ate. They got the cheeks clapped. They got the you, you know they got standing old cheeks clapped. That's what they got. Uh, they got uh, escorted out that bitch. Um, I think all the home teams won uh, in these first four games. Pelly's rolled up in the blender. Smoothie King. All up in the blender. Fucking showed out. The fans showed out. You know, ever since Kendrick Perkins said, you know, uh, the, uh, NOLA isn't a, isn't a basketball town. And I wouldn't know because I've never been there. I've driven through Louisiana like twice in my whole life. So I've never been to New Orleans. Um, I will be there one day. Uh, definitely for a Pelicans game. Um, so I'm an out-of-state fan. Um, but they said, you know, ever since Kendrick Perkins said that shit about not being, uh, a, a basketball, you know, franchise, they turned the season around. You know, I think that was at, at the tail end of like a four game losing streak when he said that we had two, uh, four game losing streaks in the second half of the season. Um, and then we had a couple four game winning streaks. So, um, ever since that point though, the Pelicans have been on a roll, you know, they're, they're learning how to gel, you know, CJ hasn't been there that long. You know, he's starting to learn how to play with, with, with Brandon Ingram. Um, you see him, uh, you know, having, having C.J. McCollum, when you bring Brandon Ingram out, you can leave your, one of your scores on the, on, on the court at all times. It's what they used to do with A.D. and Boogie. You could bring A.D. out to start that second quarter, and you let, you let uh, Boogie run with that second team, um, and you got a score in there at all times. Um, so it, it's, uh, 
having CJ in there as soon, you know, BI. It was it was a game of like, you know, different players taking over. You had BI early, then you had CJ in that second quarter. Uh, or that's you know, as BI went out, CJ then took over, then BI came in again, and then you had Valachunas at one point late in the game in like the third quarter, uh, early fourth quarter, um, have a stretch where he scored like eight points in a row, nine points in a row, and he started taking over, and then it was BI again, then it was CJ. I mean it was it was dope. You had Jose Alvarado, Grand Theft Alvarado out there. Uh, huge threes. Came in and hit some big threes. I mean he was three for three, three for four, I think, but um, you know, 12 points, big points, assists, had some steals. He's, he's that, those energy plays, man. But the real, if you want to know, if you don't know shit about the Pelicans and you want to know about a true G, Herbert Jones, you saw as soon as this dude came in the game, everything changed. I mean, this dude is locked down. He's the Deion Sanders of the motherfucking NBA. He's a lockdown shut down corner he's locking off whoever he's guarding he, he uh that youngster god damn it i'm sorry i'm forgetting all the spurs names um uh, i forget homie's name but uh herb came in there he he, he put the lockdown he's blocking he, almost every shot he gets up he gets up there he's so long he's deceptively long he gets his hands up there he's deflecting shots all over steals him and all, jose alvarado getting steals leading the breaks I mean, this dude, Herb Jones, he's, he's a, if he's not first team all defense as a rookie, I think they got him like second team. I think they're voting. You're sleeping on this dude. Uh, I know there's some good defensive players. This dude is, is the truth. This is like, you know, the glove part two. I mean, this motherfucker, uh, 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 Gary Payton was one of those fingerless workout gloves compared to this motherfucker. This dude's like a fucking steel gauntlet glove. This dude's legit. Um, you, you know, you had, um. Uh, all these dudes. You didn't even get to really see Trey Murphy go off. Um, he had kind of a quiet night, but Trey Murphy's another dude. He, and he, he had some big defensive plays, too. They just shut down. They, they locked down, you know, in, in that third quarter and late in that second quarter. That really was the difference in the game because the Spurs made a massive comeback. They got within, like, six late. I think it was 97-91. Uh, you, know, you know how it was. I was like, fuck, man. And then B.I. made a couple buckets. Um, and, and, and we held him off, man. And then, you know, uh, Alvarado was getting in there, dishing low, uh, and, and, and Valachunas put a couple buckets, a couple slams down, and, it, and it, was a, it was a wrap. It was a wrap, man. This team, I'm telling you, you don't know about the Pelicans. This is, I think, the funnest team to watch. Not just because it's my squad. I don't get to watch them that much. I have to sit there and stream them and all this shit. I watch more, I watch more of other games than I do with the Pelicans games now. Um, there was a stretch where I watched, you know, most of the games. Now, I probably watched maybe in their entirety this year, probably about maybe a little ha little less than half of their games, probably around half of their games, somewhere around there. Um, but um, solid, solid fucking team effort. I mean, literally. I mean, this team is fucking fun. I, I was telling you, don't add Zion yet. Wait, just bring them in next year. Bring them in next year. You don't want to mess with this. You don't want to mess with this right now. Because you see sometimes... The issue with them is sometimes when you have B.I. and C.J., it's like one of them, you know, they got to decide which one's going to take over and run the offense right there and get their looks and stuff like that. So they kind of still not really, you know, they're still feeling each other out and how to get each other working off of each other. If you brought in now, you know, Zion, it's a completely different type. You know, you're going to slow the ball down, kicking it down low, or he's going to take it outside. He likes to take people off the dribble. So you're, you're isolating another dude. You have two guys right now in C.J. and B.I. who can isolate um you know adding a third we got to work that in i'm not saying it's not going to happen when we get zion next year and he plays you know from the get-go that's going to be a big deal because they're going to have all summer to get that shit together um yo clippers i like the pelicans um we played the uh, the clippers tough i, I i'd like to uh, i know we beat them a couple times i don't know what the season series was um but i, I love this matchup I think, the, I think the Pelicans win. I got them by seven. You can put that motherfucking shit on wax. We go into Phoenix. And you can put you can put Pellies and seven on wax. On wax. Pellies and seven. Going to shock the damn world. Why not roll with it, man? I, I said it at the beginning of the year. I'm, I'm sticking to it. I don't give a fuck. We rolling right now. Um, big fucking win for the Pelicans last night. Big fucking win as a fan. Uh, just uh, finally. You know, Finally. Um, I know they were still, it's crazy because they were still eight games under 500, you know, to finish the season, but 
Man, that was that 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 was uh this is one of the best like under 500 seasons you could have. It feels good to you baby bubble. This for the keys and the G's motherfucker. Um you know, so bring on the Clippers. I like that I like that matchup. <clears throat> We're going to play them tough. They don't have Pat Bev over there. You saw what Pat Pat Bev was doing. You watched that T-Wolves game? Hey, hey, listen. I know everybody's hating on on the uh on the T-Wolves for celebrating like they won the uh like they won the chip. When they won the playoff game, uh, what was it? Who did they play? I can't even remember who they played. I'm high as fuck, motherfuckers. Listen. 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 I'd be baked like ZD right now. Baked like cupcakes. It is what it is. Uh, T-Wolves, uh, you know, got to win, started. So the, the Clippers, duh. They played the fucking Clippers. Uh, Pat Bev uh, cracked his old team's ass. And he was fired up. I love Pat Bev. I understand how he gets under people's skin. I, I love that motherfucker. If you you want to play against that motherfucker. You want to play with that motherfucker. Both of them. Because uh, this dude's going to bring out the best in you. I, I, I'll get down with the fucking dogs. I'll grind it out with the dogs. If you really got that that dog in you, you want to play against a guy like Pat Bev. Um, and, and this dude, you saw him make the plays at the, end of the, at the end of the game. It was all Pat Bev. This dude, you know, picking the dude's pocket at the end. That shit was slick. That 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 was my move when I was on the courts. That's that little sneak in, that little touch. Is that you? They start. You give them that first step. You know, they kind of feel like they're about. They think they're about ready to blow past you, and you just sneak it in there. As they're going by, you just you reach in there and pop that ball out. Um, that's a timing play. Um, and he's slick. He's slick. He's getting in your ass. He's fiery, and everybody's hating on these people for for cheering and and and, and celebrating and 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 being out there like a Phillies fan, you know, like an Eagles fan, eating horse shit, like like your boy Moody was last night. Um, but what the fuck, man? Look at the look at the MLB. These these assholes celebrate after every single win in the playoffs. They they have a playing game too. Playing game. They have one too. It's it, it, it they have like that one in one in the, the wild card game. Win and go home. These motherfuckers are out here popping bubblies with, with with the goggles on, the full nine yards like they won the fucking championship every fucking year. And then they go to the divisional series, and then they win that and they fucking celebrate again. And then they win the fucking conference finals or whatever it is. And they celebrate again because they're going to the World Series and they're fucking jerking off the fucking champagne bottles in each other's fucking faces, giving each other facials and shit. By the time they get to the World Series and win the World Series, they done already celebrated like 15 times. It's like, what are we doing? I'm like tired of this shit already. Who gives a fuck? You're all celebrated out by this time. Um... So I don't know why the fuck you hating on the on the Timberwolves, a team that never gets to uh, you know never gets any shine, that doesn't get to go to the playoffs every fucking year. I'd be I was cheering too. I was out here fucking doing flips. I was out here you you, you know putting uh, you know the triple champs, the uh, future quadruple champs uh, uh, construction paper in the little shredder and throwing fucking confetti all over the goddamn place. I don't give a shit. I was making snow angels in that bitch in the middle of the living room. I don't give a fuck. Hate all you want. Hating on a man celebrating. Shit. You watch these MLB dudes do that shit every goddamn year. You see this shit in regular season games. These assholes hit a, a, a last second three to win the game and they're fucking, yeah. LeBron's up on the fucking little table, the scorer's table going, yeah. You know, you can't celebrate a play and win game when you never get to make the playoffs. Get the fuck out of here, you suckers. You Buster ass onies, Buster Douglas ass motherfuckers, Buster Posey, Dave and Buster ass motherfuckers. You don't want us to celebrate them, beat us. If you don't want us all up on your motherfucking scores table, Clippers, then fucking beat us on Friday. You ain't gonna beat us. Pelicans are gonna win that motherfucking game. We'll see you. We'll see you in Arizona. We're gonna get two more games at least in the blender. We're gonna get two more. You're gonna you're gonna know about the motherfucking blender. Uh, so. Um, big game. Uh, who's who's up? To, oh, I got my. I, I, I get used to using my damn phone for this. Um, we got Brooklyn tonight. I think we got some big games. You know this. This is a. Uh, this is a. Uh, this is the good time of year. This is when you got NHL playoffs. I haven't been able to check it out yet. I know they just started, but usually this is. You know, I'm not a huge NHL fan. I'm a Ducks fan, but um, you know, I don't usually pay close attention to the NHL until playoffs. Yo, playoff hockey is a shit. It's very hard to beat playoff hockey. That shit is dope. Um, but, 
you got playoff uh, basketball, you got playoff hockey, um, and you got baseball starting up right now. So this is like the best time of year right after NFL. You have that first couple months where you're like, damn, you wish you had the NFL. And then there's going to be that little portion where after the NBA playoffs and after the NHL, it's just baseball for those last couple months until you get to the NFL. Um, but we're, we're in the, uh, uh, the good time right now. Um, as internet. Fuck it. Anyways. Sick games. We got, uh, Jesus, this fucking app. Why is it showing me Friday's games? What about Thursday's fucking games? It is what it is. You guys know what the fuck's going on. Um, so what else do we got going on? It, it is right. Look, um, so we got Cleveland versus Atlanta uh, tomorrow. There is no, the Brooklyn doesn't play, but Brooklyn's already in the playoffs. Um, so, and then you got New Orleans and the Clippers. Um, so what else do we got? We got some fight night to get up into. Uh, we had UFC 273 last week. Uh, crazy ass card. Dope ass card. Um, damn, where to start on that shit? Um, Chimaya versus Burns. How do you, how do you not start there? Um, a lot of people talking about Chimaya got, you know, exposed and all this shit. Um, listen, I came on here and I said, I had a feeling that, he was going to walk through Burns, that Chimaev was going to walk through Burns. And, I, and I, a lot of people, to their credit, a lot of people were saying that, he, you know, some people were picking Burns. I was like, man, I, you know, I just don't see it. The size difference, especially when I saw in the weigh-ins. After I saw the weigh-ins, I was like, yeah, I think I think Burns is going to be in trouble. And, and But Burns really good with the takedown defense, really good, you know, uh, not allowing uh, uh, Chimaev to get into, uh, you know, the positions that he likes to score a lot of ground and pound, take the back, uh, leg ride you into, into baby, bubby, uh, baby brother in you against the cage while he pounds on you with one arm. Um, and, 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 you know, I told you he had, I told you Burns, the one thing he had, if it stayed standing, he had more than a puncher's chance. He's got hell. he's got hand speed for days and he's got, he's got power. Um, and it turned into a, a straight stand-up match for the most part. Um, the knockdown at the end of the first round gave Chimaev that round. Um, you know, you see holes. The only thing that got exposed, I wouldn't even say exposed, is just that air, that air of, of invincibility that Chimaev had, that I thought he had, that a lot of people thought he had, that's gone. Like, if, you, if you're, if you're uh, Kamaru Usman, you're like, who gives? I, I'm I'm gonna beat that dude. If that was Kamaru Usman fighting Chimaev instead of Gilbert Burns uh, last Saturday, Usman finishes him. And if if Usman could force that type of fight, if Chimaev can't get Usman to the ground, which I don't think he can now, after seeing this, it's over. Uh, he's not gonna stand and bang. You saw the difference in power. You saw the difference in power. Does Chimaev have some power on his hand on the feet for sure? He one punch knocked out a, a, a dude, a, a fucking weight class up. He hurt, you know, Gilbert Burns multiple times in the fight. He's not the most technical dude. He gets sloppy with his right hand sometimes. When you get him in a wild exchanges, you see him like slap sometimes. You see him like out of position when he can just stand in front of you and it's like he's reciting, you know, uh, uh, you know, choreographed, pre-programmed shit. He's good, but when you get him in a firefight, you can see him like start to slap and shit at times. Um, so that that was kind of you know, but he still has you know he still has good hands. He still you know can stand there and bang. He doesn't want to do that with Usman. He can't do that with Kobe. Kobe uses too much volume. You can see volume um, and, and speed. You know that's hard to deal with. And 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 you know Chimaev isn't a slick slick uh, slick striker to be able to you know slip and counter and, and deal with a lot of pressure. He needs those takedowns. He needs the ground game. So after that fight, that that is gone but like is he still a dope ass fighter hell yeah he just came up and he fought you know the number two dude the guy who came the closest to beating usman who had usman on on a pair of fucking heelys in the middle of the octagon uh one you know one real solid follow-up away from probably stealing the belt um and and it was a clear victory. I had one one and three. I went back and watched the fight a second time. One and three were clearly for Chimaev, even though the third round was still competitive. He had him rocked. He had Burns hurt a little bit at the uh, uh, in the middle of that round. Um, I think the striking you know numbers were 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 like uh, I think one more for Burns or something like that. But he did win that round. Um, so you know, but the second round was all him. If if there's you know 15, 20 seconds you know left in that round. 
Um, I don't think Gilbert, you know, gets, you know, and he doesn't, he can pop right back up and get back to his feet. Um, you know, that oh shit takedown uh, that that Chimaev got after he got rocked with that right hand. Look, he was rocked. Um, he didn't go down immediately. It took Burns like pushing him off and then he was kind of like went down to the ground and then dove for the legs. Um, he was in a lot of trouble right there. He was definitely in a lot of trouble. That was, you know, Gilbert Burns' best punch right there. The same one he landed on Usman. So, uh, you know, he's got the power, but you see the difference in power. You see what, after Usman got hurt in that first round, from that point on, he took over. He, he started melting Gilbert Burns with his jab from Southpaw. The right hand, the right hand is his shit. Whether it's Southpaw or Orthodox, he started melting Burns. Chimaev couldn't do that. Even with all the strikes he was landing throughout the fight, he wasn't, he, they, Usman just hits different. I mean, it was over in the second round. He finished Burns in the second round. You see the dog that Gilbert Burns is? You know, this is, you know, MMA math and all this, but there, there's still something to be taken away when you watch fighters fight common opponents and you see what they're able to do with, you know, against similar opponents, the same opponent. Um, and it showed you the difference between Usman and Chimaev. So I, I thought, you know, going into this, I ain't gonna lie. I, I said uh, I, I was gonna. I thought that if if well, I said if 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 Chimaev runs through Burns, then I think he's gonna win the chip in his next fight. He didn't do that. Um, he definitely didn't do that. Um, but you know, exposed. No, he still has the motherfucking dog in him. But he ain't beating Usman. Not 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 right now. And I don't think he beats Colby. Um, he's not gonna take Colby down. He's not going to take Usman down, um, at least not consistently. You know, he didn't take Burns down consistently. You know, but he didn't really do much with the little, you know, takedowns against the fence. He wasn't able to really control and really gain that top position where he can go to work with some ground and pound and look for some submissions, uh, look for the back, uh, mount, stuff like that. He couldn't do that. Um, so, you know, but not exposed. If anything, you, you wanted to see if he has that dog in him. He has that dog in him. That's probably the first time he's ever been challenged in his entire fucking life. You know, and there's something when you just walk through everybody. Every fight you go through, there's now you're starting to think that you're just like this fucking, you know, this deity, this all this this all being entity that you are. You're like a god fucking figure on some Kanye West shit rolling up now. Uh can't tell me nothing. And then all of a sudden, boom, you run into some resistance and you can't suddenly do what you've been doing your whole fucking life to people. A lot of people break. That's where you see people go, oh, oh, oh and all of a sudden their whole world is, is, you know, crumbles in front of them. And everything they ever thought was a lie. The Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, all that shit just comes, you know, it's over. Nah, this dude pushed through all that. This dude pushed through all that. He, he, he had the dog in him. He did want to win. He, he, he was bloodied, he was battered, he was hurt, and he still kept going, and he won the third round against the top dude in the, in, in, in the, in the division. So, you know, uh, you know, what does it say for him going back up to, you know, middleweight? Um, that, that'll be, you know, I, I, I'd like to see how big he gets again. Uh, I don't really remember him, you know, uh, on a fight week you know at middleweight it's been a little while now we'll, we'll see you know could he beat a guy like adesanya i still think he can because i don't know that adesanya can stay on his feet like that uh against the wrestler the usman and colby can and, and burns can because that's their that's their shit their base is is grappling wrestling grappling um so it's going to be harder to get them down consistently than it is like a guy like adesanya but um i you know pump the brakes on that shit he's got plenty of work to do at welterweight um if he fights you know the fight you know What's next for him? Kobe fight. If if Kobe doesn't want to fight or that fight doesn't line up for whatever reason, um, the winner of this weekend, Luke A versus uh, Muhammad. That's a hell of a fight. You know, maybe you pump the brakes a tad bit. You know, and give him give him that win. I mean, that's still a top contender right there. Um, both of those guys. You know, because I think right now you they basically have uh, Leon Edwards fighting Usman next. So that's done. So Colby needs an opponent if he's going to fight anytime soon. Chemayev's that dude. If that, that fight doesn't happen, then I give Luke A versus Muhammad, whoever wins this fight. That makes a lot of sense, this, this weekend's fight. Especially if you get something like Muhammad versus um, um, Chemayev. Uh, you know, a fucking great wrestler in Muhammad. You saw the, the, the takedown defense masterclass that he put on against uh, Damian Maya a couple fights ago. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's a great fight. That's a great matchup. That's a good fight. You know that um, 
you know, on the feet's kind of... Bilal's kind of sneaky good on the feet. Don't sleep on Bilal Muhammad. We're going to get into that shit in a minute. Um, but you're not going to bully him on the ground. Um, Luke, if Luke wins, you know, he won the first fight against Bilal. Won it in about a minute. Uh, I think it was a big left hook, you know, uh, you know, dropped. Bilal, Bilal just got caught. It was one of those fights where you just got caught. You can't take a whole lot away from that fight. Um, but Luke takes a lot of damage. That's another, you know, you, you know, fight that you can use to build up Chimaya because that's a dangerous dude. He's 14-2 and two since 2015. His only loss has come to Leon Edwards and, and Wonderboy. Um, and he's beaten everybody else. Um, you had Chiesa get him down on the ground in his last fight, get into some dominant positions, not be able to finish, and then get choked out instantly by him. You know, uh, I think he's got like eight now submissions, career submissions. Uh, Luke, he's a sleeper on the fucking mat too. Um, you know, he's deadly on the feet. He can take a lot of damage. He's very hittable, but um, on the feet, you don't want to crack with that dude. I don't know that that Chimaev wants to crack with that dude. He don't want to eat that left hook. Um, you know, Luke's got that sneaky ass power. He melts dudes. He melts dudes. He's got mad wins. You know, so that's another legit opponent that you can use. That's like. Chimaev should beat him, but it's a good fucking test at the same time before you give him another fucking super banger. You know, so I think that would actually be best for him, but who knows? Um, Jan versus Sterling. Um, how did I have that shit fight? I had it. I had it. A draw. Scoring it live. Not go, and I haven't gone back and watched the first round, but I've watched a lot of people talk about the first round, and a lot of people said Sterling won it. Um, when I was scoring it live, not a lot happened in that round. So to have it one way or the other is not, you know, it's not some fucking controversy. I mean, it was super close. Um, it, it's do you award more points for this? Do you award more points for volume and forward pressure? You know, the bigger. Uh, a power shot. I mean, it kind of comes down to like a philosophy and how you score your fights. Scoring it live. We're going scoring it live. I gave rounds one, four, and five to Jan. But I gave the second round. How's that not a 10-8 round? And then if you say, well, if the second round's a 10-8, then the third one's got to be a 10-8. Now, the difference was in, this, in the uh, uh, in the second round, he had, he had Jan flattened out. I think multiple times he was really attacking with chokes. There was periods where he was landing some good hammer, you know, back, uh, um, uh, ground and pound from the back. He was just more dominant with the position. He, he was more assertive with, with the back mount position than he was in the third round. In the third round, I don't remember him ever really, you know, threatening with anything that looked like, oh, shit. I thought Jan was about to be finished in that second round. Just just watching it. I was like, he's, he's going to get his, his neck snatched. And that's what I told you. Jan, uh, Sterling had to do. He had to do exactly what he get, did against uh, uh, Sanhagen. He had to force like a wild scramble, force a wild exchange where he can, you know, shoot. You, you saw Jan stuff the takedown, but then stumble out of it. And as he's pulling away, exposes back multiple times. His corner was even telling him in between rounds, don't turn your fucking back when you're running out, when you're getting out of these. these and what does he do? He turns around, gives up his back right after he just spent almost the entire round in the second round you know it, it, back mount it um but he i said you know sterling has to create one of those exchanges where he can try to get get the back real quick and attack the neck and he did it twice he did it in the second and the third round and he dominated those rounds um the third round wasn't a 10-8 he never flattened him out he never you know really even threatened with a choke ground and pound wasn't the same it was almost like okay now i'm just going to kind of ride this position out make sure i win this round i'm pretty sure he's thinking i could probably do this again in the fourth round too um, listen, you don't have to, listen, there's different modes, uh, there's different ways to approach these fights. You know, a lot of, you, you know, the fan thing is like, go, go for the kill and, and get the win and, 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 you know, try to be exciting and it's, this is entertainment also. I get that. You, you, you ain't lying. If you want to be a big star and you want to make those, those fucking millions, you want those big ass cards and, 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 you know, and you want to talk that shit about, I want more money and all that shit, then that's what you need to do. You need to put on those kind of performances. Or you can just get wins. Just win, baby. Uh, Al Davis shit. Just win. You know, and he had to just win. This is one of those fights where he has to think, you know, play this play this safe. You know, this dude, you know how good Jan is. You know, so if I can steal these rounds, I have to play this as, you know, like a point type style match. I have to slow play this. I have to, you know, hold these positions. And, and, and you have to play small ball. It's like laying down a bunt to move the runner. 
The, he, he, Sterling had to play small ball. He wasn't going to beat Jan with the long ball. He tried that. The thing that you have to give uh, uh, Sterling a ton of credit for is that he changed up. He changed up the game plan. And I thought, you know, is he going to come out? I thought, you know, he's kind of damned if he does. Can't, damned if he doesn't with the, with the output that he came with in the first round in the first fight. Um, but this time around, he slow played it. He just came out there. He just circled. He put on the yellow jersey, got on his bike, and started fucking taking laps around the cage, moving back and forth, you know, popping, sticking and popping, sticking and popping, you know, trying the shots. Um, and, and, you know, you can say he, he controlled the round or, you know, he had, he had the more volume and you could say he probably he, he might have won that round, um, you know. Um, but that was a different approach to the fight. And, and, and it worked for him because he wasn't gassed out. He wasn't, you know, gassed out by the third round, you know, getting tripped and thrown all over the cage because he get, just can't get out of the way. He can't avoid anything. Um, so it was, uh, it, it was a good approach by him. And, and he did what he had to do to win. Um, I'll tell you this. I had it a draw. So I had, you know, a 10-8 round in the second. And then, uh, uh, and then he wins the, the third round, uh, Sterling. So that's basically three rounds for him and three rounds for uh, – uh, um, uh, for fucking Peter Jan, um, so I had it a draw. I thought I thought there was a good chance that a draw was in play, um, but I don't think you can make a, a a case for Jan winning. If somebody had the win, it was probably going to be Sterling because Jan fought a terrible fight, homies. I mean that shit was it was just it, the first round. He's going in there trying to knock his head off. That wasn't Peter Jan. Peter Young comes in there, starts working that jab, starts working that lead hand. He's, he's changing levels with the lead hand. He's digging the body, coming back to the head, jab, hook. He, he's a good lead hand, same hand combination striker. He's, you know, double, triple the jab, working his way into the pocket, taking his time, setting up his right hand over the top after going to, you know, to the body a lot. He was just chasing and jumping into strikes and, and off balance, leaving himself open for takedowns. And then he was overreacting to the takedowns. You got to show urgency and then there's, you know, panic. This motherfucker is coming out panicking, you know, you know, throwing himself, uh, you know, out of these uh, takedowns, you know, pulling his legs out and then turning his back each time, like almost trying to run away and giving up his back each time. Um, I thought he dominated most of the wrestling por uh, portions uh, in the first fight. I didn't think he had to, you know, do that, you know, so... Um, you, maybe that was an overreaction to the second round because he realized, damn it, I can't let that happen again. And he just let that happen again. Um, so, you know, he was all over the place, even in the you know, fourth and fifth round. You know, I, maybe he thought he won the first round. He was trying to get those, made sure he won those, you know, trying to, I think he had to go into the fourth and fifth round trying to finish him. But, you know, that was the time to start, start leaping into punches. He should have slow played it. He should, you know, he let the emotions and everything get into him. I don't think he, at any point, he was really effective with anything that I was like, he's going to end this fight or he ever had a chance. After the third round, I was like, Peter Young, you know, chances are he's going to lose this fight because at that time even though i gave him the first round i had a 10-8 in the second and you know the third round to yawn so he's up two rounds already um so you know it was uh three rounds already you know no he's up two rounds because he won one um so you know it, it, it was a bad fight for yawn it was a bad ugly fight for yawn he's got to get back on the horse i like the tj fight next don't do another rematch uh, it's okay. I know it was close and all this shit. You don't have to just start giving immediate rematches every single time. Uh, so your homie, you, you know, Peter Yan gets it. Listen, he fucked up. He fucked up. Now he's got to fight his way back. And, and no doubt he's going to be in the mix. There's no doubt. You give him somebody, he gets one win, he's right back in the mix. Uh, maybe, uh, well, he already fought Aldo. I know Aldo's trying to get in the title mix, but I think TJ gets that. Um, so, you know, who knows what's, what, what's next for Yan, but... Um, I think you go. I think you do the TJ fight. I think you do TJ versus Aljo. That's a great fight. That's a great fight. Um, so, and then we had the main event. That was just a, a fucking standing old ass, you know, cheek clapping. Uh, pretty much what I thought. I thought the zombie would be able to last to the end. Uh, he's just a tough guy. But a late finish, if you played that, you know, that was, that was a smart way to go. Um, he was just way too much. And I told y'all, he took the easy route. Uh, Volkanovski, I knew it when he called him out. When he, when he tweeted that he wanted to fight the zombie next couple months ago. It's like, the fuck is this? What are you talking about? You have Yair. And nobody's mentioned Yair Rodriguez. You know, they're talking about Josh Emmett, you know, should have been, you know, in consideration. Or is in consideration now even for, for the next title shot. And it's like, uh, you know, even Calvin Cater. I was like, Yair. 
This motherfucker just went to war with Max. I don't care that he lost. Once Max fell out of that fight, I thought Yair was the, was the guy to go to. And there's a reason why Volkanovski wasn't calling out Yair. That dude's dangerous. That dude's super dangerous. His style is not like anything he's fought before. I mean, he's, he's, got, he's got the hands. He's got the, you know, taekwondo kicks, karate kicks, you know, kickboxing kick. He's got a crazy style. You saw Max struggle with it at times in that, in, in, in that fight. Um, so I thought that was, you know, in, in play. Uh, I would have even liked a, a rematch with Brian Ortega before this shit. I, I didn't think, you know, beating Dan Ige and, and the way I've seen, the way he beat Dan Ige, uh, playing it safe and, you know, fight before that, getting boxed up, you know, by, by Brian Ortega. I didn't think he deserved a title shot for that. And he just hasn't looked like the Korean zombie since that Ortega fight. He didn't even look like the Korean zombie in the Ortega fight. He was flat-footed. There was no movement at all. There was no slipping and, and countering. That was zombies' bread and butter. Slips and counters. Slips and counters. Nice, you know, being elusive slightly in the pocket. Um, real subtle head movement and footwork and counters. He didn't have any of that anymore. He's just standing. You could see him hitting pads. He looked like Ronda Rousey hitting pads back in the day. Remember Ronda Rousey? She used to just do the same little combo every time and, like, not move her hips or anything. It was just, like, arm punching and it's just fast comp every time you saw her hitting pads it was the exact same shit or shadow boxing she's just throwing the same punches it, i was seeing when i was watching the countdown i was watching other shit where they were showing zombie training i mean he's hitting pads like that now there are times when you hit pads where you're just standing there working hand speed i get that um but there's other you got to work on the on the footwork too you got to move those chop those feet up like your shoe shining and shit you got to start you got to work on the movements you got to do all this stuff i've seen him hit mad pads and he's just standing right there stationary you know, each time, like, I, okay, that maybe that, you know, when the cameras were off, he was doing something different, but he fought like I saw him hitting pads, so it is what it is. Um, got smoked. Um, what's next for him? I like the Henry Cejudo fight. Listen, Max is next, right? So it, let's say something happens again that Max fight doesn't, that has to happen. That's the next fight, right? Let's get outside of the Max box. What would happen? I'd like to see the Cejudo fight. Give 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 the give this dude the actual trip. He don't have the trip. My, this is the future triple champ over here. The real triple champ. Triple champ isn't Olympic medal and two UFC titles. The triple champ is three UFC titles. Give him the chance to become the real triple champ. Um, I think that's a good fight. I think Volkanovski going to be too much, too big, too fast, too strong for him at that weight class. I think that's, you know, there's levels to where, you know, your size you can get away with and then you make that one little step and it's, yeah, it's not going to work for you anymore. Um, and I think that's it, you know, for Cejudo. But it's an interesting fight. Um, I'd like to see Cejudo fight before that, you know, in all reality. Um, and if not that, 155, go up to 155. I don't, for, for Volkanovski, I don't know that he fights right away. That's, see, that's a weird thing, you know. Mahashev is next, right? Mahashev is next for that title shot after this, next, after Gaethje versus, uh, is that this month? I, that's like the next pay-per-view, I think. Uh, Gaethje versus uh, Oliveira. Uh, you know, I, that Mahashev has to fight for that. So maybe you give, but you could give him, you could give Volkanovski a real, uh, a real, a real good test up there. A any of those top five guys. Um, you imagine like uh, Michael Chandler. I know he's fighting Tony next, but Michael Chandler versus, uh, you know, uh, Volkanovski. That's sick. And he could still hold on to his title maybe and still go down and defend. And who knows, you know. Uh, if, but next 145 has got to be Max. If not, I'm, you know, Cater did have that. Uh, you know, it would be a unique shot for him. Um, you know, had a big win against uh, Giga. That was an impressive win, too. Um, or Yair. Maybe Yair fights Cater, and then you have that lined up. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but dope dope card nonetheless. Um, we got, we got, let's put the picks on wax right now. Uh, who do we got? We got Luke versus uh, Muhammad. I've gone back and forth on this one, man. I, you, I, I think I've come to the conclusion you can't look at that first fight you can't take much away from it. It was one of those times where it was a one of the a one minute knockout. Um, Muhammad got caught clean, went down, fights over. Right, that was uh, 2016. So we're talking about you know six years ago. Um, both of them have gotten better, in, in my opinion, especially Muhammad. I think he's you know developed his wrestling more. Um, he, he committing to it more. Um, I've seen stints where his striking has got a lot better too. You don't always see it in every fight, but uh, there's there's some real impressive fights. Um, you know, uh, Diego Lima fight where he had he showed off his hands a lot. 
shoeshine in the body lock, coming back to the head, was elusive with the head movement. Um, he throws at odd angles, you know, uh, uh, Bilal Muhammad. He'll, he'll hit you with some awkward shit. But the thing about Muhammad uh, that you have to pay attention to, that he has to pay attention to, he's always slipping to his right side. He's always slipping to his right side. Always slipping to his right side. You're going to hit that hook. You're going to get that hook again. You're going to get that Luke A hook. You're going to get kicked in your head. You're going to get kneed in your head. If you always slip into the same side, always slip into the same side, especially when it's slip to the same side and then pop straight back, slip and pop straight back. Now, if you're slipping and rolling back, slipping, slipping, rolling, rolling back, you know, and it, it just starts there, that's one thing, you know, or you're bobbing, you know, coming here and then bobbing here. If you're just here every time, here every time, he, he, Muhammad gets into that, you know, he falls into that sometimes with his striking. And, and, and you saw Leon Edwards with the high kicks coming. He, I think he, he keyed in on that. That would have been an interesting fight if that could have gone the, you know, gone the duration. I, you know, I know Leon was getting the better of him, and it looked like it was going bad for Bilal because Leon's just too fast for him. And I don't think Bilal was going to have very much success with his wrestling, so it was going to be a stand-up fight. But it would have been interesting to see how that fight ended up um, in its entirety. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, MMA math, I know. Don't do it. Uh, Luke A., his only loss in his last, you know, few fights was to, to Wonder Boy, and Muhammad just dominated Wonder Boy. Um, different styles, of course. Um, when Luke fought Wonder Boy, he had to fight Wonder Boy at Wonder Boy's strengths on the feet. When Muhammad fought Wonder Boy, he had the ability to fight uh, Wonder Boy to his weaknesses, which is his ground game and his wrestling, especially his wrestling defense, as we saw. Um, but there's levels to it because Wonder Boy is tough to take down. He's actually got underrated takedown defense. He's, you know, he's used to people trying to take him down, and, and he had some good success, you know, uh, stuff in some of the takedowns. But you see it, you know, Muhammad was just grind those, grind those, and keep on. He's not going to give up. Uh, you, you saw, if you ever saw, there was an interview with Khabib after I think it was the second time, or oh, right before the uh, third fight with Stipe, um, and and he. he uh, um, Khabib told, he said, like, what, what advice do you have for, you know, Cormier, you know, going into this fight? And he said, wrestle, 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 wrestle. If he was, if he was Cormier, he would just go in there and keep dumping Stipe, keep dumping him. If, even if Stipe got back up, he'd still keep taking him down, still keep taking him down. That's what he should have done, right? Um, just keep taking him down. Luke, that's what Muhammad does. He's going to keep grinding you. He's going to keep, he's going to hang on you. He's going to drag you to the mat. You're going to get back up. He's going to, if he can turn this into this grinding game um, as the underdog, I, I like, I like Bilal. I think, you know, um, on the feet, Luke's, you know, he gets hurt. You saw him against Woodley a couple fights ago, you know, rocked in that first round. And Woodley's got a piston. You didn't see it, obviously, at all in his boxing match, uh, both of them, with, 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 when he got dead eight against, uh, uh, um, the the loop whatever the fuck their names are um but you know he, he's hurting a lot of his fights brian barbarena fight go watch that fight brian barbarena was like 10 seconds away from winning that fight against luke and then luke knocked him out i think with like a knee or something in the last like five seconds uh the paul brothers i'm fucking trying to remember i actually like the paul brothers so I, I i ain't a hater of the paul brothers um i like jake and logan i you know fuck let them do what they're gonna do bring them over to ufc let them fight some of these dudes i'm all for all that shit um but you know you didn't see that woodley right hand against uh against uh jake paul um but he had he had luke a hurt with that shit in the first round of their fight that was uh, um woodley's last mma fight um so, you know, Luke takes a lot of damage in fights. I, you know, I don't know if, if Bilal can have that success on the feet uh, to where he's going to hurt Luke, um, but good enough to set up his takedowns. I, I, you know, I went back and forth on this. I, you know, I think, it, you know, it's only a matter of time till Luke catches him because Luke's got an underrated ground game, very underrated ground game. Now, granted, Chiesa got kind of overzealous and kind of fucked himself out of position and, and gave up... Um, you know, gave up a, a, a you know his submissions, his back position, and, and ended up getting choked out himself. Um, but Luque's got those submissions, especially the head and arm chokes, the Darces, Anacondas, Bravo, whatever you want to call it, guillotines, stuff like that. Uh, you know, he, he he's slick with the submissions. Uh, he's not going to sub Muhammad. Um, I think Muhammad, when he gets on top of you, a different ball game. Um, so I, it's going to be a slow play. Listen, if this fight ends in a finish, if you're looking for, you know, you got to put it on a Luque finish. I don't think. 
maybe late Mohammed if he grinds it grinds it grinds it, it you know he can find the neck late you know late fifth round type of thing uh but if if this is finished it's probably going to be a Luke uh finish uh I if you go Bilal Muhammad I think you'd have to count on Bilal Muhammad you know dominating for 25 minutes which is always tough because when you have a fighter that has to win over 25 minutes versus a guy who could win maybe at any time you know you know it's a toss-up but you always got to favor the guy who can dictate where the fight goes. You know, you hear Rogan and all these guys talk about it. They're right. What's the most dominant thing you could have uh, in MMA is wrestling. You get to decide where the fucking fight goes. doesn't matter if this dude is Bruce Lee, uh, you know, whatever the fuck he is over here. If you just take him down, he ain't no Bruce Lee no more. He ain't, he ain't what the one inch punching you and shit from the bottom. He ain't doing that shit. Um, so I'm going to go with Muhammad. I'm going to go with Muhammad decision. Um, I've gone back and forth, or forth. Originally, I said Luke TKO, maybe round three-ish. But now I'm thinking, I think Muhammad can grind him. I think he can drag him. And then you got him at plus 155, definitely that. Um, you know, maybe you go, if you, you, who knows what kind of odds you can get on a late finish for Bilal Muhammad. Maybe that's something. Um, but you need like an early finish for Luke. And I say early, I say around third round-ish, before the third round. If it gets into four or five, it's probably going to be all, all Bilal Muhammad with his wrestling at that point. Uh, Chow Baralo versus Gadzi, Omar Gadziev. Um, two dudes debuting are, are now the, 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 the co-main event. Um, I forget who it was. I think it was... I think it was uh, um, Ryan. Uh, who was it? I can't remember who who, who the main card was. It, it, it fell through. Uh, but these two dudes are dudes that fought on the Contender Series. Uh, Gatsi is like, if you remember Bruno Silva, who just fought Alex Piera. If you've seen him uh, before he got into the UFC, or you've seen his earlier fights when he gets guys to the ground. He's got this type of ground game, ground and pound like a motherfucker. Donkey Kong, ground and pound. You haven't, really, you've seen some of it in the UFC with Bruno Silva. This guy's a lot like Bruno Silva. Striking isn't great. It's sloppy, big ass overhands, big ass power punches. You don't want to get caught by him, that's for sure. Um, but he likes to just come in waiting with some big ass bombs, get you up against the cage, get you moving backwards, get you up against the cage, drag you down, trip you, uh, and beat on you from the top position. He's heavy from the top position, uh, just from what little I've seen of him. Uh, he's got the dominant wrestling, he's got the dominant ground, and he's a ground and pounder. He's not just a you know position over submission type of dude. He's a ground and pound over position type of dude, um, and he'll get a hold of your neck. Chow Barallo's kind of like a, 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 a Kirkland brand Leota Machida. Uh, that he's got that karate style, uh, kind of in-out style. He's got good side kicks. He got a nasty. I think he's a southpaw. He's got a nasty round kick with the left leg. Nasty round kick, game changer. Um, decent hands. He's he's a good striker. I think he. Uh, I think this is a tough matchup for him. I think this is a good dude that you could build up. Uh, I think you would have wanted to give him type, uh, another striker and try to put this guy on, uh, uh, you know, on on display a little bit. So it's kind of a weird matchup for him that you give a guy that you know can ground him like that. If he stays on the feet, um, this dude. Um, uh, what I'll say about uh, Chow Baralo is he's got this counter left flying knee kick. I mean flying knee kick, flying knee. He likes to slide back in the pocket as he gets pressured and throw a, fly, a, a flying knee off his, off his rear leg. It's nasty. He times it really well. So you've got a guy that's trying to level change all the time. That's going to play a big factor. He throws it a lot. So it's not just like a one-and-done type of thing. It's something he looks for a lot. And he's also got a nasty check hook. When people are coming in, that check hook on their way in, as a you know, the thing about that check hook is when you're fighting a guy with a check hook, is it looks like it's open, like you're oh yeah, you're you're gonna get, and then boom, you're getting caught on your way in when you're not expecting to get hit. That those are game changers, and it doesn't gotta be a load up, it gotta be. It's just nice and short. You just wanna touch them on the chin as they walk in, just a little, bing bong, right on the little chin. Um, and so he's got two weapons that are gonna uh, you know are gonna play well for him. He's you know you gotta start using the up the middle kicks, the the knees. Um, against a guy who's looking to level change, you got to attack the body a lot. I just think Gatsi with the take again, a guy who can take the fight to the ground. I think Gatsi's going to be able to do that. Uh, you know, um, I can't. I don't think they have the odds on. The, I can't remember what the odds were. I know Gatsi's a favorite though. Um, I'm going to take Gatsi. I'll take. I'll take like TKO, maybe choke. Let's go TKO round two. Um, Miguel Beza versus Andre Fialho. Uh, Andre Fialho, um, he fought, who did he fight? He, shot, he fought Michel Piera, 
I think on short notice in his debut a couple months ago. Uh, good fighter. He reminds me a little bit of Shogun. He's got some Shogun Hua in him. He's, you know, Brazilian fighter. He's got the same stature, the same hooks, the same nice short little hooks. He just doesn't have the same uh, uh, uber aggression. Uh, that that Shogun has. He's just a smaller version of Shogun. He can put your lights out. He's got nice, tight, technical, um, you know, boxing. I think he suffers from not uh, not attacking enough output. A lot of these guys, they just don't they just don't attack enough. There's too much dead air in between their exchanges, um, and that's going to be a big factor for him against Miguel Beza because Mi Miguel Beza is another um, low output striker. Likes to throw a lot of leg kicks, which also you live and you die by the motherfucking leg leg kicks. Can't live with him. Can't live without him. Beza throws a lot of naked leg kicks. And against Chaos Williams, I sat on here on this podcast, I said, Chaos Williams will knock you the fuck out like he did against, uh, uh, um, I'm terrible with fucking names. Abzrak. Abdul Razak. Abdul Razak. Al-Hassan. Al-Hassan. Remember when he fought him? That's the name. Al Hassan, when he fought uh, uh, um, Chaos Williams, right off the bat, threw a naked leg kick. What did Chaos do? Right hand, right down the pipe. Got to the third round. Granted, I mean, motherfucker, uh, Chaos Williams' leg, lead leg was destroyed. It was hanging on by a vein. I mean, this shit was destroyed. Uh, Beza was attacking it the entire fight. But he timed one. He finally sat on one, put him down with the right hand. It was a wrap. And that's what's, you know, that's always a danger when you have a guy that throws a lot of naked leg kicks. Beza would be so much more effective if he just put some hands in front of it. Just basic combinations. Day one, Groupon, walk in, get your free class. They teach you a fucking, you know, jab, right kick, left hook, right kick, right hand, left kick. You know, basic, opposite. Finish with the opposite kick of the hand that you finish with, right? So I finished my right hand, I finished with my left leg, finished with my left hand, I finished with my right leg. You know, basic combinations. Even if he does that jab in front of it and then get all that, you know, get a reaction. Even just a feint. Anything to get a reaction here so you can attack down low. Um, he gets away with it a lot because it's the low calf kick that he uses. And the low calf kick, you don't have to commit with your hips the same. It's a much, when you're throwing that, that you have to get, first you have to get closer. You have to get slightly closer. So it's a, it's a close range strike when you attack the, the above the knee with a traditional leg kick. And you have to really turn your hips into it. So it's a, a more, it's a longer, more drawn out movement. Whereas when you attack those, you can just sit back and just, you know, from your knee as a hinge. You don't have to, you don't have to commit your hips at all. You can just touch that and just kick it and still remain at distance. You can kick it from at, at, at distance. So, you know, you're a little bit safer, safer that way, throwing the low calf kick. But eventually, if you keep going to the well too many times, that's where Andre Fialho is going to have his chance. You know, he's going to, you know, take those leg kicks and, and, and make them counter. Counter with some with, with combinations, not just one punch. Right hand, left hook, left hook, right hand. You know, put some, you know, get Beza moving backwards. I think Beza's uh, got to get some takedowns. I think in the end, I think he's going to get a takedown or two that's going to change this fight. This fight's going to be close, man. Um, plus 155 for Andre Fiajo. That's a good look as a, if you're looking for a dog right there. I'm going to go Bieza, uh, Baeza um, on a two-fight losing streak. You, can't, you don't want that dreaded UFC you know, three-fight losing streak. Not that he'll get cut or anything. He's still got a lot of promise. He started 10-0 in his career. You don't want to go to 10-3 now. So uh, I'm going to pick him to eke out a decision. But if you're looking for a dog, Fialho is going to be right there. He's going to be in that fight to the end. I guarantee you. I don't know that it's going to finish. I'll say decision. I'm going to say a takedown or two is going to be the, 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 the difference in that fight. Uh, Mayra Buena Silva versus uh, Wu Yannin. Mayra Buena Silva uh, decision. Uh, Pat, Sabatini, Pat Sabatini versus TJ Laramie. Listen, these are some little dudes. This is like watching your lawn gnomes fight out in the front yard in the middle of the fucking night. Uh, these motherfuckers get, get free meals from Denny's. They come over with those little uh, maze place na uh, placemats and a three-pack of crowns for these motherfuckers before, while they wait for their uh, little smiley face uh, uh, pancakes. That's these little-ass dudes. Uh, but Pat Sabatini, don't get, don't, uh, don't get me wrong. This motherfucker, uh, he's a monster on the mat. This dude's a, a grappling fucking Gandalf. This dude's, uh, uh, you know, Harry Potter with that shit. He's a wizard. Uh, he's slick. You know, he got his ass fucking cracked against Jamal Emmers in that first round. And then Jamal Emmers made the most boneheaded fucking Bill Buckner play at first I've ever seen. Uh, you know, sitting there in this dude's guard, you know, and, and playing with the ankle lock and just sitting there like it was no big deal. And then he got tapped. 
there's a thing about the ankle ankle locks you know the the heel hook one you're fine one second like, what the fuck is this guy doing the next thing ah next thing you're you're out you're out for 12 months um pat sabatini's a, a fucking grappling spe- specialist um great chokes you know great all around submissions guy a heel hook submission uh pat uh tj laramie's just you know he 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 lost his debut in like under a minute to Derek Minner. He got choked out, uh, guillotine choke. Uh, Laramie's like an old school little ground and pounder, uh, old school Mark Coleman sitting the guard. Tito Ortiz never tried to pass the guard and just sits there and blasts on you. That's what TJ Laramie is. He's he's a, he's another wrestler striker dude. Wants to get the fight to the ground. Uh, he's just gonna be outgunned here. I mean this this is weird that you know, you know Pat Sabatini is fighting a guy. I think this is I think he's. I think he walks through him. I'll say second round, a rear naked choke, Pat Sabatini. Um, Nir Lezez was supposed to fight Elizu Dos Santos. That would have been a fucking banger. Um, but something happened with Dos Santos, and he's out of that fight. Um, Nir Lezez is a beast. Lots, of, you know, a couple nasty head kick knockouts on his on his highlight reel. If you've seen him, nasty with the standing knees. This dude throws knees like you'll never see uh, he throws them in many different ways straight up to the side uh pushing you know like a stabbing knee to keep distance i mean he throws these knees are nasty his hands are nasty the problem with him terrible slow starter i mean you gotta you gotta fucking get this motherfucker rolling downhill and kick the clutch to get him started in that first round uh he takes beatings in his first two ufc fights he took beatings in the first round uh, almost out on his feet, and then he, I think he, he did get stopped. It was in the first round or the second round against Warley Alves in his last fight. He got blasted with like a four-pack of fucking kicks to the liver, and, and, and no way that man didn't, you know, brown his chonies like medium-low heat. I mean, you know he browned those motherfucking chonies nice and nice and crispy, uh, getting kicked in the liver that many times, medium-low heat style. Uh got blasted out of there you know got overwhelmed you can overwhelm him with volume you can overwhelm him with power uh this dude angelusa who's stepping in for elizu dos santos since like yesterday or the day before on like four or five days notice real vanilla striker straight lines uh you know powerful hooks not very good defensively tailor made for you know munez goes from a guy in elizu dos santos who i thought was you know a bad matchup for him i was gonna take the take dos santos in that fight to you know a very favorable matchup and uh, you know, as he's just got to stay out of power. If, I, if I'm Lusa, uh, Lusa coming in on this, uh, I saw him fight on the Contender Series against uh, Jack Della Don La Morena, whatever that guy's name is. Pretty solid. Um, he, he held his own at times, but he was outclassed, you know, technically on the feet. Um, but if I'm if uh, if I'm Lusa, I'm just coming out guns blazing. Fuck it. Throw every, throw all the chips into the fucking table in the first round, and, and see what happens. That's what you got to do if you're Lusa. Um, so, but I'm going Munir. I'll say TKO round two. All right, let's let's uh, let's speed this shit up. Let's get out of here. Uh, prelims: uh, Devin Clark versus William Knight. Complete toss up. William Knight is is on that uh, uh, Rosenstreich type of uh, of spectrum of not striking, of just standing around a lot. Uh, could knock you out with any strike that he decides to throw, but he just doesn't like to throw a lot. So that's the only reason I'm gonna take Devin Clark. Uh, and he can maybe relocate the fight. I'll take Devin Clark a decision. Um, you know, William Knight, if you want to put a little money at plus 150 on like a, a, a finish of some sort, maybe, but he just, motherfucker, just don't throw. Uh, Lena Landsberg versus Panny Kianzad. I'm going Lena Landsberg. She's plus 310 now they have her on here. They have Kianzad at minus 410. This is crazy. Lena Landsberg, Landsberg is a, a, a little gangster. She's got nasty little elbows. She can drag you to the ground. Nasty in the clinch. Uh, she used to be a highly touted person. I, I, when I saw her, I forgot all about her. Um, I'll take her, you know, uh, just because Pandy Kionz has never impressed me. She's a kind of a low output point striker. She's not going to knock you out. She's not going to overwhelm you in any way. She's just pretty, you know, vanilla, you know, technical striker that wants to outpoint you basically. Um, I'll take Lena Landsberg at plus 310. They have her here. I think it's more like plus 250. Uh, if I've seen right, plus, but whatever. If you can get her plus 310, yeah, I'm, I'm taking that. Give me Lena Landsberg. Decision. I'll take a dog like that. Drakkar Close versus Brandon Jenkins. Drakkar Close is a dog. Um, you remember that fight with him against um, um, Benil Dariush? That's the famous uh, fight where he where Dariush comes back from almost getting knocked out to knock out uh, Drakkar Close and, and, and DC... Rogan and Anik are all like, oh, that's that famous one where they're all hanging on each other because like, oh, their, their reaction to the knockout and shit. 
Uh, Jakar Close is a dog, dude. He, he's been around for a while. It's been a while since he fought. Remember, he was fight, supposed to fight Jeremy Stevens, and he got pushed at the weigh-ins and fucked up his back, and everybody was like, oh, no. Listen, if you get punched, if you get pushed in your chest hard and whiplash like that, and when you're not expecting it, I could see that happening. I, I fucking just sit down for 15 minutes and blow my back out. So I can imagine that this dude, uh, you know, got fucked up from that. He hasn't fought since. That was like early last year, maybe. It's been a while. It's been over a year, maybe a year since that happened. Um, so good to see Jakar Close back in here. He's a dog. I'm going to take Jakar Close. I'll go TKO, maybe a submission. Let's go TKO round two. Uh, Rafa Garcia versus Jeff Ron Jesse Ronson. Don't know a lot about either one of these dudes. I've seen Rafa fight a couple times. Seen Ronson fight. Give me Rafa Garcia decision. Uh, Chris Barnett versus Martin Boudet. Barnett is, you know, a uh, huggy bear. Oh, do the flip land on his ass, dude. The dude that landed the spinning wheel kick, kick against uh, Jean Vellante. Uh, you know, this dude, uh, Martin Boudet, is, is, uh, I only saw, like, one of his fights and, and a couple highlights of him. Uh, his fight on the Contender Series. He, he's a monster. He gets you up against the clinch in the Contender Series. He got his dude up against the clinch, uh, up against the cage in the clinch and just beat on him for like three minutes until it was just like the dude couldn't take anymore and just started crumbling. I mean, his dude just held him there. No matter what that dude did, he couldn't get off the cage. Um, this dude's got that kind of ground and pound, grimy you know, style. Uh, Chris Barnett's going to be outgunned. Chris Barnett's just like a home run hitter that strikes out a lot. He needs the home run, or else he's not getting on base, you know, and, you, you know, he's going to go 0 for 4. Um, unless, he, you know, he might go 1 for 5 with a home run, and then he wins the fight, you know, that way. But I'm going to go Bidet. Uh, I, I say rear naked choke round two. Jordan Levitt versus Trey Ogden. Don't know a whole lot about Trey Ogden. See, seen Levitt fight, you know, been, you know, he's got suffocating ground game, good submissions. Terrible, terrible on the feet. Uh, did get out grappled in one of his fights. Um, uh, against Pues, Pues, yeah, because Pues is fighting Guida next week. Uh, uh, Claudio Pues um, dominated Jordan Levitt, um, so he can be out grappled. Trey Ogden, I don't know a whole lot about him. I, I know I watched one fight, but I can't even remember uh, what he looked like. Give me, give me Levitt. Give me decision. Um, Estella Nunez versus Sam Hughes. Give me Estella Nunez decision. And Alatang Haley versus Kevin Kroon. This is a, a grimy little fight. If you're looking for another dog, Kevin Kroon's a, a, a good little dog. He can make ugly fights. Uh, Alatang Haley, you know, he's a, a wrestler striker, uh, big overhands, you know, vanilla. I'll give it to him. He's got some good power, some good speed, can take the fight down. You know, maybe uh, if he gets stuck in a, a boxing match, I'll get a little nervous. But give me Haley. Uh, just power and strength might be a little too much for Kroon. Give me decision. There you have it. That's it, homies. That's it. I mean, I, 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 I had a lot more. I have, I have a lot more on the docket here, but, you know, I've been yipping and yapping for an hour. Uh, maybe I'll come back and just do some random shit next week, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. He just put out a, uh, a tweet saying he's going he's gonna to try to buy all of Twitter. And, you know, these soft little cupcakes censoring, you know, cheerleaders that love censorship. These little uh, uh, fucking neoliberals and, and shit that live in their little bubbles and want to be protected from, uh, you know, different ideologies and different thoughts and di different viewpoints in the world. Because once theirs are challenged, they crumble and realize that their, that their whole belief system in life is built on fucking emotions and not logic and not facts. Um, so uh, it, it, they're all scared right now. So we're going to get into that. That's huge. We'll see what happens with that with Elon uh, Musk. And, I, you know, I, I ain't saying, you know, Elon Musk is this, you know, great, you know, entity. He, he, you know, he's got his own issues. I get it. You know, but of all the billionaires, at least, you know, there's shit like this. You know, I know he doesn't pay his taxes, too. I know he's got some fucking way, uh, crazy ties to Russia, too. Uh, I mean, not Russia, to China. Um, you know. He's got his issues, I understand, but of all, all of the ones, I like this. I like this shakeup, you know. I don't have to, we don't have to sit here and, and I, like, like you and me, we don't have to sit here and hash out differences. We can come together on things that we have like ideas about and we can bond over those things. And that's what we'll, we'll cho we can choose to do. We can choose to focus on the things that we have in common or we can choose to, th you know, uh, separate ourselves and, and build barriers between each other based on things we don't. And uh, I think there's more things that you and I and everybody else have in common 
that can unite us against all the bullshit that's going on right now. I think I'm going to have the homie Bautista on next week. We're going to get into all this shit. We're going to get into some real shit. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go into the Pelicans because we'll still be in the playoffs by then. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into a little, you know, bro politics type shit. We'll, you know, talk about what's going on in the world, you know, the inflation and uh, all the shit that's come out about the lab leak and the, and the fucking jabs and all that shit. Shit's going crazy right now. So we, I'm going to have to dedicate like an hour and a half, two hour episode to that shit. So we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into Elon. Um, so be looking on, uh, for that because um, next week's card is kind of soft. I ain't even going to lie to you. Shit is... Uh, Lamos versus Andrade is the main event, which isn't bad. I like that. Lamos is a, a is a little is a monster. Andrade is a monster, but the uh, the card is kind of fucking ugly. So we'll we'll get through that shit, and then you know maybe we'll get into some deep shit and stimulate your motherfucking minds. But until then, I'm Seth Gecko, aka Moody Motherfucking Hank. This is Whiskey Sit Podcast number 156. This is the triple. You want to say hi? You want to say hi? Come here, dude. Come on over here. Say goodbye to all the people. His hair is wilding out right now. We need to give him a haircut. Come here, dude. <clears throat> He's got the Blink-182. Blink-182 shirt. Say hi. <laughs> there's, the, there's the future quadruple champ. This is the dude. We got, we're looking at. You see how small this dude is? He's, he's pushing three and a half. Uh, we're pushing, so we're looking at 125, 135, 145, 125, 35, 140. That might be it. I don't know if he's going to get up to 155. Maybe he's just a future triple champ. I'll take that. We got the women's future triple champ, 115, 125, 135, uh, uh, you know, taking a nap right now. So we rolling. Uh, don't worry about us. Uh, worry about your motherfucking self. Uh, uh, Bandana P, the Pelicans, rolling. Rolling. Nola, stand the fuck up. We rolling tomorrow. Uh, until then, Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucker Hank, and I'm out, motherfucker!